Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. Has God, have you ever read the word or heard something taught and you wonder, does God know what he's asking me to do? In, in other words, what he's asking you to do is just a lot for you. For example, when you read the Bible, the Bible, there's no paragraph that says, um, this does not pertain to you if you were raised a certain way. You got it? So it will say, honor your mother and your, or your father and your mother. And there's no little caveat or no little uh, explanation. That's if your parents were good to you or that's if your parents stuck around or that's if your parents are good people. There's no explanation. There's no out from God. He says, I want you to do it. And so it begs the question, does God know what he's asking me to do? Um, maybe it's for, it's for someone else. And what people have started to do is they've started to change the Bible to fit how they feel or to fit their circumstances, not realizing, and, and I'm going to use this word a lot tonight, that God understands things that we don't. Everybody say that. Say, God understands, God understands things, things that I don't. So in, in our situation, we will tell God in prayer, this is an urgent matter, as if the Almighty is not watching and doesn't know you need the money. Here's what I've learned from God. When you need something, you're going to have it. If you're a person of faith, when you need it, he's going to, he's going to get it there to you. But if it's not there, it simply means that there's something he's working on that he understands that you don't yet understand. And so I want to speak on that tonight. Um, but I want to talk to you about the things the Lord understands. Now, does this sound like I was in your conversation? Put your hand up if I was in your conversation. I like when I'm in your conversation. It's wonderful. Okay, good. On the screen, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28. It says... Have you never heard? Have you never understood the Lord? And whenever the word Lord is in all caps, I told you that it's speaking of a specific revelation of God as a, as a, a personal God. The word Lord here is, is the interpretation of, of not El or Elohim, which means God, but this is my God. Everyone say my God. So it says, it says, your God is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. Now, sometimes when we read these texts, we, we don't emphasize the right words. We emphasize the word creator because it's capitalized. But I think one of the words that should be in all bold print is the word all. Everybody say all. It says the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. That means everything that has to do with it, he created it. And it says this, he never grows weak or weary. No one could measure, now this is interesting, no one could measure the depths of his what? There are things that God understands that we don't give him credit for understanding. I, I pulled up on, on, the, on the screen, on the computer screen on, uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and it's, there's, a, there's a weird clock. I think I talked talk to you about it. There's, there's a little clock, and it tells you uh, who, um, the birth rate against the death rate and then in the middle, it has the earth's population. Have you ever seen that? 
Put up, just, just, just put, put an earth uh, population of the earth, and you, a clock comes up, and on the top of it is all the people that's dying. And then at the bottom is all the people that's being born, and in the middle, the number is changing. I p- actually posted it on my Facebook page because it fascinated me that people are coming out and going out of the earth just like that, second by second, and not one person is leaving the earth that God doesn't know or coming that God didn't send. And get this, and none of the people that are leaving, um, the Bible says God knows the exact number of hair follicles on your head. I know, that, that scares me too. See, <laughs> see, and the thing about it is, see, now, now here's the thing, <laughs> she's good? Okay, now here's the thing about it. What's, what's, we, what we understand, we understand. So I'm going I'm to I'm ask you some questions and you respond. How many of you understand algorithms? Put your hand up. Algorithms to some degree. I'm not going to ask you to explain. Just, I just want to see a show of hands. Just put it up and keep them. You understand algorithms. You understand calculus. Put your calculus. You're good, you're good at um, trigonometry. Okay, you understand musical theory. Theory, okay. You understand uh, um, uh, graduate level English literature. You, you're familiar with it, okay. Um, you, you, you're, you're into science. You're really into science. You understand science. You understand, you understand biological terms. You understand psychological terms. So you don't, if I say schizophrenia or bipolar, you know the difference, right? Okay. There are things that you understand. But if I ask you to come up here and explain physics to us, to give us an introductory explanation or introduction into physics, how many of you could do it? Physics. The law of inertia and gravity. No, because you know why? Because you don't understand it. And so when a physicist tells you that, that there's a mathematical formula for gravity, even if you look at it, and say, well, I don't know how right that is. You cannot refute it. You know why? You don't understand it. Now imagine God tells us to do certain things, and we say, well, why should I do that? It doesn't feel right. Or I don't think, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like doing it. What, you do, what you're missing is no one could measure the depths of the things he understands. And so the first thing I have to settle is this, is that God means me only good. Say that with me. God means me only good. Here's the thing, though. To get me to good, sometimes he has to take me through things that feel bad. To get me to good, I have to go through things that feel bad. And so I had a, I had a, a friend of mine that had some growths grown on the inside of her, and she, and she said when they told her that, that there were cysts grown on the inside of her, she said she was on a cruise ship in Mexico. She was like, you know what? Uh, uh, I got to get this out of me. And all her friends were like, no, you don't, you don't need to be operated on in Mexico. And she was like, look, I got to get this stuff out of me because she said she couldn't even sleep. She went under the knife in, in Mexico to a, a reputable doctor, and she said, now, now, of course, no operation is painless. She went under the knife. But when they got these huge cysts out of her, they checked them. They were benign. She said, here's what she said. She said, after the recovery process, she said, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. What we miss is sometimes God has to operate on us. He has to cut into our life, cut into our understanding, cut into our perception, cut into our feeling, cut into our relationships, cut into our finances just to get us to good. There are times when God will have to stop the clock on you, delay everything just to get you to good. 
You know why? Because he understands some things that you don't. Here's another scripture that I want to point out to you. Go, go to Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 15. I studied this really early this morning, so I want to make sure that, that I got it right. It says, the Lord, again, it's all caps, the Lord, your God, made the earth by his power. Watch this. He made it by his power, but he preserves it by his wisdom. Now, if you, if you study theology, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the, um, he upholds all things by the word of his power, not the power of his word, the word of his power. So God, God has all this power, but he releases his power in words. That's why I tell people, don't miss Bible study. Because God has chosen to use human beings as vessels, and one word from the Lord could just shift your whole life. I get letters all the time from people um, that talk about sermons I preach. I don't even remember the sermon because it wasn't for me. It was for them. And they'll tell me, you said one thing that changed my entire life. Whenever I get those letters, I sit and look at them for a minute thinking, wow. God actually spoke a word through me that changed a person's entire the course of their life. Here's what it says. The Lord made the earth by his power. He preserves it by his wisdom. It says, with his own understanding... The things he understands, he, 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 he stretched out the heavens. What it means is, watch this, you, you wonder why the planets aren't falling? Because God understands how to make planets that don't fall. It, this, it's interesting. Why is it that, why did God set it up where in order to travel to certain planets, it doesn't take uh, uh, hours, days, weeks, it takes years. It, this, the travel to planets is called light years. And they said they found a planet just like Earth close to us. That's what they just said. They said it was in the news. They said it would take them 20, they said it's a short distance. They said if we, if we launch something right now, we get there in 20 years. And the scientists are saying that's a short time. 20 years? You got it? So it takes, now this is what fascinated me. God understands that, that people will be trying to flee the earth because sin destroyed it. They will try to get other places. So God set it up where the, the closest planets to us will take light years to get there and they are uninhabitable. Here's something that I learned in science class in college. College was good for something. <laughs> Here's what I learned in, in science class. This is interesting. If you shift the amount of the, of the percentage of each of the elements necessary to keep us alive, just move a little number off, it'll kill all of us. So this is not, some big bang didn't start this. This was intelligent design. Someone with deep understanding of how everything works, he put it together. And then he says, I'm your God. If, who has a physical Bible? I've not brought one of those to church in a long time. Somebody give me a physical Bible. Oh, I mean, hold them up, hold them up. That looks so good. You know what we're going to have one Sunday? We're going to have bring your paper Bible to church Sunday. Because can I borrow one? Grab one of the Bibles. I want to show you something. Grab that Bible. Oh, bring it to me. I'm going to show you something that's interesting. Do you know the Bible says if, 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 we, if we, Lord bless this Bible and the person who gave it to me, make sure that every time they open it, Revelation leaps off the page. Okay, this is interesting. Oh, <laughs> The Bible says in the book of John that if everything that Jesus did was written down in books, the earth could not contain all the volumes. That's hyperbole. The writer was trying to get us to see that you can't document, you couldn't document it. He was constantly doing stuff. You couldn't document it. Do you think that what's between these leather bindings, do you think that's all God said? No. God, and people say, well, I don't know if the Bible is true. They go through all this stuff. Let me say, I've been studying the Bible for 30 years. Let me tell you this. It's the word of God. 
I guarantee you, there's no way, even just the prophecies about Messiah alone, the probability of that one of them will come to pass is interesting, high number. But the probability that they all came to pass is that it was in the million. the odds were in the millions. It's the word of God. But everything in here is not all that God says, but what is, what's in here is all you need to know. When people come to me saying, what about the lost books of the Bible? My problem is, man, I'm having a problem with the found books of the Bible. I ain't looking for nothing that's lost. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is, this is very important. So when God puts something in here, he said, these are the things you need to know. Watch this now. So you could partner with me in what I understand. And everybody say what God, God understands. And I'm, I'm going to take just a minute tonight, maybe 35 minutes. I want to finish this uh, as best I can. So, so in Jeremiah 51 and 15, it talks about the Lord's understanding. Then in Psalm 145, this is a, this is a long reading. We're going to read this because there are things that God understands that we have no way on earth of figuring out on our own. Look at this, Psalm 145. I'm, I'm going to read 19 verses. Are you good? Can you handle 19 verses? No? Okay. I'll exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever. Keep rolling down. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He's most worthy to be praised. No one can measure his greatness. Verse 4 says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. If it's the wrong chapter, we get a good reading anyway. What about that? Okay, look at verse. uh, uh, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Verse 6, your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Verse 7, everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Verse 9, the Lord is good to everyone. Everybody say the Lord is good to everyone, including me. Uh-huh. Uh, it says, he showers compassion in all his creation. Verse 10, all of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the, maj- the majesty and glory of your reign. Verse 13, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious. In other words, he releases grace in all he does. Verse 14, the Lord helps the fallen. This is the, yeah, this is it. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their load. Watch this now. Go back to verse 14. Some people said, if you let some saints tell it, you fall and God will kill you. That's not what it says. The Lord helps the fallen and, and those who are, who are struggling under the load of their life, he help, he, the Bible says he lifts them up. Verse 15. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. Verse 16. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. Verse 17. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He's filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. Verse 19. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and, and, and help and rescues. Now, this is not the one I'm looking for. Lord knows. You need this. Uh, go to verse. Is that next verse? Keep reading. Roll down. Keep going. Is that the last one? That's it. Okay. We have to do Psalm 47. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Someone, LP, do me a favor. Check. I'm looking for this. The word understanding is in Psalm 147, 19. I think. Check it and see if that's the one. While he's doing that, we'll, we'll look for this. I think I got a misprint. So this is, I want to start here. There are three things I want to show you that God understands that we don't. And, and I hate that we didn't find the scriptures. I'm looking for a particular text, and I mistyped it. 
but it's going to show you something about how God understands and how he perceives. Everything that God tells you to do has to do with something he knows that you don't. I'm going to cover three areas. Number one, I'm going to cover success. Number two, I'm going to cover forgiveness, how it works. And if I get to it, number three, I'm going to explain to you what God says to you when you meet a person that you intend, matter of fact, altogether, when when you are in a relationship, why you should not have sex prematurely. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. And there was silence in heaven for the space of 30 minutes. Ain't nobody said nothing. Everybody like... <laughs> Folk around like, well, no, I'm about to help you. Okay, now watch this. So put on the screen for me, Deuteronomy 23 and 6. God understands all success isn't alike. Write that down. God understands that all success isn't like. There is good success where you build a prosperous life, and there's bad success where prosperity can cost you your life. Listen to what I just said. God understands that all success isn't like. There's good success where you can build a prosperous life, and there's bad success where prosperity will cost you your life. So Jim Carrey becomes this famous comedian if he's from Canada. I mean, he, you, every movie he put out, the first seven, eight movies Jim Carrey put out, everybody went to see it. It was just phenomenal. He cornered the market on what I call a slapstick comedy. How many of you familiar with Jim, Jim Carrey? He disappeared. And all you could find of him now, and he's probably still doing movies, but there's a quote floating around. 
How many of you saw the quote that he put out there? And here's what the quote, I may get it kind of off, but it's something like this. He said, I wish everyone could succeed in everything they try to do and get all the money they ever thought they need so they will realize that that's not the answer. He came from sleeping in his car, pursuing success, wanting to be, and listen, if you don't want to be successful, something wrong with you. We all want to be successful because we don't want to waste our lives. But there's a way to become successful, and God says, I understand success. I promised it to Abraham. I understand success. Success is not bad for you. Watch this now. But if you approach success from the wrong angle, you can get everything you want and then lose who you are. And I'm going to tell you something about success that you need to understand. Success can become, success can become its own prison. Not only bad success, what it does to you is it, 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 it draws you in, it gives you everything you want, and it traps you in this maze. Watch this now. You have everything you want except the freedom to enjoy it. And so I want to show you a couple of scriptures. Go to Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua chapter 1 and 4. There you go. Uh, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to, what's the word? Say it out loud. The word is what? Obey Obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now the word obey is interesting. When you hear the word obedience, it scares us. Obedience seems like a burden. Matter of fact, if you're a grace person, obedience seems like law, doesn't it? Talk to me, doesn't it? But it's not. Here, what, let me tell you, let me, give you, let me redefine obedience for you. What obedience is, it's me buying into God's understanding. When, when, I obey, when, I, when I obey, I'm taking for granted that God understands what he's talking about. And so all he's telling me to do is the right way to get done what needs to be done. So in this, in this situation, I'll go back to, aha, I knew. That's, that's the one, isn't it? We interrupt this Bible study to, to revert back to the scripture I was looking for. <laughs> okay, give me verse 1. I do a Psalm 147. Well, I thought so. I want to read these five verses. I'm going to come back to this point. Don't, don't remind me of where I was. Praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. Verse 2. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and does what? Bandages their wounds. Verse 4. He counts the stars. and This is interesting. If you, there's a word in there that, that baffles me. The word is all. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. When I look up at the sky, I go, that's Orion, that's the Big Dipper, that's the North Star, and that's it. Every other star, but the Bible says he calls them all by name. Look at verse 5. It says, read this with me. How great is our Lord. Now, I want to show you something. You, you notice that Lord is not capitalized? Because, it, because when, when the prefix R is before it, or when, when the um, pronoun, rather, R is before it, it already makes it personal. How great is our Lord? His power is, his power is absolute. His understanding is beyond your comprehension, beyond, beyond my comprehension. In other words, we could never figure out what he understands. And let me show, everybody look at me, I want to help you, help you with this. There are things about your right now situation that God understands and he won't tell you. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why God would not tell you. Number one, if he told you, you wouldn't understand. Number two, number two, if he told you, it might scare you. 
If you only knew, you say, well, God, I don't see the Lord doing anything. All along, God's hand is over your life because the enemy has launched an attack against you that you will never find out about till you get to heaven. If you knew how, if you knew, the, if, if the God was to wake you up in the morning and explain to you in a, in a morning briefing that today Satan has released the hordes of hell against you and he's determined he's going to kill you today. You will not get out of bed. You'll probably be in terror. So you know what? God doesn't tell you anything. You know what he does? It's amazing how he does it. He, the angel that's assigned to you, he has this angel causing delays that absolutely irritates you. God will use the weakness of your flesh. He knows God is like, you're impatient, you're finding creative ways to get around his roadblocks, so God will have someone to aggravate you because you know you're going to stay to argue. He will cause the stoplight to delay an extra 20 seconds just because of you. Because, because, you see, he never briefed you. You didn't, you didn't have a morning briefing. You're not the president. You, see, you don't have a morning briefing. So he didn't tell you that the enemy determined, I'm going to kill him today anyway. And God said, no, you're not. So there are things that he understands you can't comprehend. So he starts to tell you, especially as we go back to success, he's telling you, Satan, when Satan was tempting Jesus, here's what he said to him. He said, all, you see all these nations? I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. I could give you their mind to give if you just bow down and worship me. And when Jesus didn't take the bait, don't think he didn't revise his strategy. He's not going to come and tell you now, um, I'll give you the kingdom if you bow down and worship me. What he tells you is, I'll make you famous. The pay will be right. But I'll need you. You can't. The problem is, you see, the big concert can be on a Sunday morning, and you can't be going to church. You know, you have to. You, you can go to church, but you really can't be a member anywhere because you can be all over the place. You're gonna have a good life, and you think it's like I can go to church anywhere, and God's like, no, I set you in a certain place to hear a certain word for a certain season of your life. Watch this now, and hit, um, write this down. Everything that Satan offers you, God was going to give you anyway. Where you get that from? From the Bible. You read Matthew chapter 4. Everything he offered Jesus was already his. You won't give me the kingdom of the world. The Bible says the kingdom already belonged to him. We got it? This is very critical. So how great is our Lord? His power is, is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Verse 6a, it says, the Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. He understands how to do everything. I'm not going to read the rest of it, but he, down to verse 19, it's amazing stuff that God does in his understanding. So quickly, let's look at this again. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, one more time. Thank you so much in the video room. Give them a hand upstairs. They're on the job. Give me, give me the amplified version of this. I want to read it. It says, the book, this book of the law. Now, let me address this. We're not under the law anymore. How many of you understand we're not under the law? Okay, good. The word law is the word Torah. It's the book of instruction. It, the, uh, he, they were under the law, so he told them, I want to change it to a word that's going to help us better. This book of the covenant that I have with you, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. You're going to make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Why would you deal wisely? Because you're doing what I told you to do. 
The wisdom of God is in what God told you to do. Now, this is important. So the book of the covenant, our covenant is a new covenant. So the things that we are, it should not depart out of our mouths, that's the saying, but we meditate on the, on the new covenant day and night, that we may observe to do according to all his rhythm. Well, what are the commandments in the new covenant? What are they? Number one, be, that's not the fact. The first one is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work. That's number one. Number two, love your neighbor, you got it? The whole thing is, the Bible says love is the fulfillment of the entire old covenant. Now, where did I get this love from? I have to meditate on the fact that God loves me. The Bible says this is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and gave his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You got it? The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. So when we meditate on his love, it makes us more loving, automatically, God understands that. So the two things, number one, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, walk in faith. I mean, walk in love. So it's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love. The two, those are two major commandments of the new covenant. How many of you got that? That's important. Okay, good. So he says now, he says, when I, when I begin to, to, uh, to observe the covenant, he says, I'm going to make my way prosperous. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.